I'm using a new microphone. Um, it's not new. I've had this one for a bit. <clears throat> Hopefully, it, it uh, is coming in good. Um, it's not my u- usual uh, Audio Technica that I use, but this one, this one's pretty good. <clears throat> All right, so oh boy, so so this event already went down. We got Beak from in the room. What's up, Beak from? Damn, I'm so out of the loop. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? <clears throat> Should I even say spoiler like it's a movie? Uh, <laughs> like it's a movie? Spoiler. Alexander Volkov knocked out or a technical knockout uh, defeated Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Holy shit. In round one. Two minutes and 12 seconds. You, I didn't see the fight. You guys got you guys gotta let me in on um, what happened. Let, let me know, guys, what the hell happened in that fight. I missed it. I was out. <clears throat> For those of you guys that are just joining, I was just saying that um, I was out just driving around enjoying the weather and the air with my girlfriend. And um, I had no idea that the fights were uh, taking place already at 4 p.m. Eastern. Jesus. <clears throat> so we got Bikram in the room. What's up, Bikram? Uh, Joker's in the room. What's going on, Joker? Bikram says, what's up? What's up, my brother? Bikram says, it was an early card. I think Volkov won. Joker says, didn't expect Volkov to finish Rosenstrike that quickly, man. Damn, dude. Somebody give me a little play-by-play. What happened? We got Eric Gould, uh, Eric Gould in the room. What's up, Eric? <clears throat> Rosenstrike swinging an air, forgetting that Volkov is six foot seven. <clears throat> Bro, is that what happened? So did 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 Rosenstrike get countered? Is that what it was? Was Rosenstrike um careless, uh trying to touch Volkov's chin and just left himself out there and got countered because um Volkov is freaking huge. That dude is six foot seven, something like that, right? Six foot seven, six nine. No, actually, I think um, <clears throat> Stefan Strew is 6'9". Yeah, I think Volkov is 6'7", dude. You're right. And his reach is ridiculous, you know? <clears throat> Being 6'7", I mean, not only the reach, which I'm going to look up right now, but not only the, the reach, but the, the the height of his chin. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to hit that dude. Holy shit. Let me see how tall, uh, what Volkov's reach is. If I had to guess without <clears throat> without looking up, I'm gonna say like I'm I'm gonna throw sun out there. I'm gonna say like 83, 83 inch reach. Let's see, let's see. Cause I think John Jones is like 84 or close to that, <clears throat> which is freakish. Oh, this is great. Uh Volkov is six foot seven, his reach is 80 inches. John Jones's reach is, let me see, 84 and a half. So John Jones has a reach of 84 and a half inches. That is insane. That's crazy. It might be the longest reach in the UFC. Freaking thirsty. I was going to drink some whiskey, but... Got to drink some water, water to uh, <laughs> hydrate, hydrate. <clears throat> Think about my health. All right, so so <clears throat> Bikram says could debate. It was an early stoppage, but I thought it was the right call. Mm. Uh, Joker says Volkov looked good. <clears throat> Rosenstrike swinged and banged for a bit, but got caught with a huge straight right, and then towed it up against the cage. Bit of a weird stoppage, honestly, but it is what it is. Mm. Bikram says, did you see Chandler and Poirier going at it on social media? I did, bro. I did. I actually got um, I got some comments regarding that. <clears throat> uh, Joker says, Herb Dean fault. <laughs> oh, Herb Dean was the ref, dude. <clears throat> Herb, Herb Dean gets so much shit. Uh, somebody was just defending him. Who was who defending Herb Dean? Uh, shit. Who was it? Was it Aljo? 
I think it was Aljo. I don't remember, but they were saying like, or maybe it was Rogan. They were saying like, <clears throat> you know, refereeing is a very difficult job, which I I don't disagree with. And there was, and he was saying that Herb Dean is like one of the, you know, he's kind of like the gold standard. He might be the best ref of all time. I don't know if he's the best ref of all time, but for the most part, I mean, I think Herb Dean is pretty competent. He's up there, you know. Um, I like Mike Beltron. I think Mike Beltron is <clears throat> is pretty fair. I think he's a good ref. Yeah, Mike Beltron. Um, I used to like this other guy. Like, I don't see him anymore. His name is uh, Eve Eve Levine or Eve Levine. I think he's pretty good. <clears throat> All right, so. YGZ, what's up, YGZ? YGZ says that Mike Trezano versus Lucas Almeida was crazy. Won money on Lucas. Yes, sir. Bro, good for you, man. Hey, anytime you can win some coin, dude, on some bets, that's freaking awesome. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. Um, I got to get into the betting game, bro. I used to like here and there, but I just don't, I don't dump money on bets. <clears throat> I do pretty well. I mean, you know, I pick pick some right, pick some wrong. But for the most part, I think I do, you know, pretty well. I don't think I would really, like, lose money. There's a couple of freaking bets that I didn't put money on that I'm really upset at myself. Like, way back in the day when uh, Rousey uh, fought Holly Holm. <clears throat> Those odds are crazy. I think it was like eight to one. And uh I called it. I called it. I talk about it too. I could screenshot it and throw it up if you guys don't believe me, man. I I, I was like one of the few people thinking that Holly Holm was in a lit- literally like what happened, like knock Ronda Rousey out. And uh, I didn't put no money on that fight. Damn, messed up. <clears throat> Bikram says, uh, it is the longest reach in a UFC thing. Oh, John Jones. Um, Ige got dominated. Damn, he did, bro. I like I like Dan Ige too. I think Dan Ige has <clears throat> he's physically gifted. That dude is super tough. He got a great chin. But there's a lot of potential there, but and and I don't mean this like in any kind of disrespect to Dan Ige, but <clears throat> I think he needs to he got to like evolve a little bit, you know, it's like his style and like what he does is only going to take you so far. Like you're going to be like a mid-tier guy with his style, you know, he kind of likes to brawl. He got power in his hands. <clears throat> he got a decent ground game, d- decent, like defensive ground game. And he got great physical attributes, you know, he got awesome physical attributes. Super tough. Like I said, knockout power hits hard. Uh, but I don't know, like his plotting forward style, it kind of, it's kind of reminiscent of like BJ Penn, you know, minus the like super elite ground game, you know, <clears throat> and BJ had a little bit more crisper boxing, but <clears throat> he's got a lot of potential. I just, I feel like if he doesn't evolve his game, he's just gonna, he's just gonna be a mid-tier gatekeeper. Joker says, Herb ain't that bad, but he always panics when someone gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, does Herb ever let fights... Oh, he 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 has let fights go on too long. Um, like, um, the incident with Dan Hardy. Like, I don't remember, like, who was fighting in the Dan Hardy uh, incident, but um, that one was, like, a late stoppage, and, like, Dan Hardy was, like... He was super pissed about it. That that created that whole incident when he was uh, shouting at Herb Dean. Bikram says, I would like to see Dan move down to 135 if he can make it. <clears throat> 135. That'll be interesting. Hey, if, if Dan Ige can make the cut and he could get down to 135, hey, maybe he could do some damage. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, like the the... The going up and going down, it's like, it's so, it's like so hit or miss. It's like a crapshoot with some guys, you know, like some guys perform better dropping down. It's a great move. Some guys do worse, like case in point, TJ Dillashaw, like TJ Dillashaw should have never went down to 125. That dude looked terrible. That dude looked terrible on the scale. 
Um, I knew he was going to get knocked out too. He looked so drained. <clears throat> that was such a bad move for him. Uh, another one that comes to mind was a, a bad move dropping down was um, Dan Hooker. And, you know, I saw a lot of people supporting the move down. And I'm just like, I, I didn't think it was a good idea, man. Like, and I know Dan Hooker fought at featherweight before, but he's such a big dude. Um, his frame is big. I think, what what's Dan Hooker, like 5'11 or something? That dude is huge for, for uh, featherweight. <clears throat> and um, he's got big arms. Like, when you see him training with uh, Izzy, he, he damn near looks, he looks actually bigger than Adesanya. Like, when he's not cutting weight or, or you know, trimmed down for fights. And um, it looks like Dan is lifting weights now. So, I'm, I'm like... I hope he hope he goes up like gives one seventy a shot. <clears throat> Same thing with Tony Ferguson. Like Tony's already super durable, and um, like the kick that knocked him out that that would have knocked anybody out. To be honest with you, you know, uh, Tony he surprised me in that fight. He pleasantly surprised me. Like I'm a big Tony Ferguson fan. There's no shame in my game with that. I try not to be biased when I talk about fights, but I got favorites. Like I love Tony. And I thought Chandler was going to win. Like, I did say that in one of the videos, uh, but my heart was with Tony. I wanted to see him have a good performance. And Tony Tony was doing good, man. He looked good. Like, I said this before, not to sound repetitive, but the reflexes were there. Um, his timing. He still got power. Like, he was, he was whooping on Chandler. He was looking pretty good. I mean, he got taken down, but it, it really didn't look like he was in trouble. And um, he got caught. He got caught lacking. You know, his defense was, his hands were down. And I don't think he expected Chandler to to um, get his leg up that high. Because Chandler got like these like short, stumpy, um, you know, thick legs. It did like, he surprised me. I didn't see that kick freaking coming. That was insane. <clears throat> I thought Tony died. Like I was, I was, I was watching a fight with my girlfriend and I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, baby. I'm like, I hope Tony's not dead. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm chuckling now, but it wasn't funny at the time. I was like legitimately worried for the guy. Like his, his feet were like crossed, you know, like when they showed the, 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 um, overhead camera shot, it's like he was, he was face down and his legs are crossed. Like you tell he was just like straight up unconscious, scary stuff. <clears throat> oh okay so yg says same with cody garber and feel bad for his career to be honest bro that's another one that <clears throat> you know cody should have never dropped down he went down to 125 too right that was a bad move for him like <clears throat> you know like I'm, I'm not a doctor who knows what's going on with these guys like their brain and stuff <clears throat> but i do know like common sense like if you possibly have an issue with your chin it's not going to help you to have poor defense and like be dehydrated, you know, because <clears throat> the more dehydrated you are, the less fluid you have in your brain and your your noodle is going to be bouncing, bouncing around in your skull. You're, you got to be more susceptible to get knocked out when you're dehydrated in general. You don't perform well. You don't perform well power wise. You're sluggish. <clears throat> you know, you're not at your best. And, you know, I know Cody Garbrandt is not like the biggest guy, but... When he puts on size, like when you see him in the gym and he gains a little bit of weight, he's not, he got potential to be like, he's kind of, he's muscular, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> maybe he should try moving up, you know, the the beefier you are, the, the more hydrated you are, maybe it's going to improve your chin. And that's kind of like what his problem is right now. Like Cody, Cody is, he's very dangerous. I mean, he's skilled. He's got knockout power. Um, He's a hell of an athlete, but the one the one thing that is hurting him right now is his chin and like his defense, you know, same thing you could say with Luke Rockhold, Luke Rockhold has all the, the skill in the world, but I don't think his chin is holding up <clears throat> and I don't know what's going to happen if he fights Costa, which I think that, I think the fight's booked. That's not a good fight for Luke. I'm not saying that Luke can't win, but Costa's is a tank, man. <clears throat> Costa's is a tank and granted, I'm going to read some more comments, but granted, like, Costa doesn't, like, one-shot knock people out like that. He might have in his career. I haven't seen, like, all his fights, but he's got, like, a crazy stoppage ratio. His stoppage ratio is, like, probably, like, 90%, something like that. So, he he got power. He hurts guys. 
And Luke Rockhold, it seems like his chin is a little compromised. Like, no disrespect to Luke, but I don't know. <clears throat> Eric Gould, I'm going back up to some older comments, but Eric Gould says, most money I've ever won was on Connor versus Nate One. Bro, you put money on that? <clears throat> That's awesome, man. Beacom says, did you see Bo Nickel? KO, that was impressive. I want to see how his wrestling would do in MMA. <clears throat> so I gr grant, I'm guessing Bo Nickel won by knockout. That's what you're saying, uh, Eric? Oh, the Beacom, Beacom, I'm sorry. It was Beacom that, that uh, typed that. Yeah, Masvidal talks him up. I know Bo Nickel got a crazy, uh, crazy wrestling background, wrestling pedigree, and something about those wrestlers with that core strength. What's up, Natero? <clears throat> that core strength, like, even if they don't have, like, a heavy striking background, they're so powerful, like, you know, uh, core-wise, core that um, it's like they have automatic power when it comes to striking. And then, like, once they pick up the mechanics of throwing strikes, it's, like, very dangerous, you know? <clears throat> One of the guys that it really didn't transfer over to was uh, Matt Hughes. Like, Matt never really... Like, Matt was a was a tank that dude was about as strong of a welterweight as it, it, it could get <clears throat> but for some reason the power didn't translate to the striking you know that's one of those those dudes uh that was the case but what well, Usman is transferring over who are some other wrestlers uh Chuck Liddell has um a wrestling background collegiate wrestler it transferred very well with Chuck but Chuck also has a legitimate striking background for, for years. He he studied in Kempo Karate. That was like his base in his first martial art. <clears throat> so, but who 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 else? I mean, there's some other wrestlers that um uh Johnny Hendricks, that's another one that comes to mind. Uh Dan Henderson. I think was Dan Henderson Greco Roman. Randy really didn't transfer too much. Trying not to cough in the mic. Freaking asthma, guys. I hate it. Let's see. Beakram says, Dan is 6'1". I don't know if I said that. And Nitzel says, hell yeah, let's go, Slam. Let's go, let's go, my brother. Slam fam. Natsio says, Tony is arguably my favorite fighter of all time behind Prime, Prime Anderson. Yeah, Tony's the man, bro. I, I mean, I would think that uh, Tony's going to be a Hall of Famer, you know, with that uh, that win streak he had. Like, I think Tony's one of the greats. Tony's, Tony, like, when I say, like, one of the greatest to ever do it, I'm not saying, like, he's a GOAT, but I think Tony is, like, one of the greats, you know? He's not an average fighter. Like, Tony at his prime is far from average. Like, he's one of the greats. Joker says, hydration is so important. Been drinking more waterly, and I feel way better physically. <clears throat> yeah, bro, that's, like, my, my... <sighs> my kryptonite one of my weaknesses drinking water and sleep 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 bro i don't really sleep that much i haven't slept well since i was like 11 to 12 years old i used to go like on vacation to florida all the time west palm beach and go hang out with my older cousin and he's the one that got me into like break at night we used to play uh video games and watch movies till the sun came up <clears throat> and it completely messed up my whole sleep pattern and since I was like 11 or 12 years old, like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, I must I must get like between four and max six hours of sleep since I was 11 or 12 years old. And that shit definitely jacked me up. It definitely jacked me up. Like, whatever gray hairs I have is probably from that. And what saves me is that I've been working out since I was 12. You know, all kinds of different things from martial arts to like weightlifting to calisthenics to running to cycling, uh, martial arts, like, Tons of things and like working out boosts your immune system, keeps you youngish, but <clears throat> my sleep patterns are terrible. My diet is not great. It's not the worst and I'm getting a little bit older, so I got to think about these things. <clears throat> I don't want you guys to, to see on the channel one day that, uh, you know, Dave is no longer with us. 
So I got, I'm trying to do, like do better, like drink water. <clears throat> Sorry, um, for boring you you guys with my rants, but um, speaking of water, like there's this arm wrestler, uh, Devin Larrett. He's a uh, pretty pretty famous. Um, side note, I I interviewed him before uh, a couple of times and um, other podcasts, and um, he almost died from like lack of water. Like he was. Uh, taking a lot of flights and stuff like that and he wasn't drinking a lot of water and he's he's a he's an athlete he's a huge dude um pretty jacked and his blood was like super thick because he wasn't hydrated and something about the pressure with the with the flights in the plane he got like an embolism or something like that uh like a blood clot that went from his leg up to his lungs or something he almost died <clears throat> and you hear shit like that it's like man like you know health is so important you got to do the right things D Life, what's up, D Life? Um, D Life says cost of fighting nurses, not UFC fighters. <clears throat> Dudes, what? What? Oh, we got Keenan Kate. What's up, Keenan? Hey, man, haven't seen you in a while, bro. Uh, Ke- Keenan says you look eighteen, bro. Dude, I don't think I look eighteen, my brother. Like, I don't know about that, <laughs> but um, thank you, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. What kills me is the lack of sleep, dude. Seriously. And Keenan says, um, Devin Larratt, the GOAT. Yeah, man, he, he's definitely up there. Devin Larratt is the man. Devin Larratt is the man. But, um, Keenan, hey, man, thanks for hopping in, man. I, I hope, uh, hope you're doing well, man. Keenan, uh, Keenan says, slam me, eating horse meat. No, hell no, bro. I'm not even a big dude. I'm just, uh, maybe because, like, I'm cut. Usually I'm in shape. You know, maybe I look bigger than what I am. I'm not really a big guy at all. Sammy looking jacked. Yeah, man. It's just, it's just, I got low body fat and kind of like little cuts. I'm all right. Um, uh, B Crim says, I was also worried when Tony got knocked out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, I went up some comments, but that was, that was very worrying. Um, that was a bad knockout that I thought Tony died. Um, what are some other bad knockouts that you guys thought that the dude was like seriously hurt? You know, it was another one. Um, Overeem when, um, and Gano knocked him out. That was bad. Overeem getting knocked out by Francis was, was fucking terrible. That was a bad knockout. Oh, Crow Cop, when he got knocked out by Gonzaga, the head kick. That was another bad one. That's an old school one. Bisbing, when he got knocked out by Hendo, and Hendo gave him that extra little shot. Beacom says, yes, Bo got a first round KO. It's nasty. You got to watch it, bro. Damn, dude. That's awesome. Hey, man, <clears throat> if, if Bo Nichols got that... uh super super great wrestling pedigree like you're gonna he could do some damage you know if he gets his striking up to par and uh yeah we'll see where his career goes that's awesome Kamen says like how many excuse me how many wrestlers get beat at their own game usually not very much I see more kickboxers getting KO'd on the feet more than wrestlers getting out wrestled unless it's a high level wrestler usually usually um now that I think about that, uh, yeah, you're probably accurate with that. I can't really, yeah, usually, usually it's a strike, like strikers getting knocked out and guys like that, you would think would, would actually knock the person out. <clears throat> Cause that happens sometimes you got a, you got a guy that got like a, a deep striking background and for some reason, you know, they're like a high level kickboxer. And then like, for some reason in the MMA landscape, you know, everything that encompasses, encompasses MMA throws off their striking game, you know? <clears throat> like, look at Habib. Like, Habib is not really, like, a elite striker like that. And there was fights where, like, Habib outstruck guys, like, with, with you know, like, a jab and a cross, you know, like, basic striking. And um, it was because of the threat of the takedown, you know? Guys are so paranoid of getting taken down that they won't throw, like, leg kicks. <clears throat> It'll completely throw off their striking game. Hold on, guys. Let me clear my throat real quick. YG says, everyone has been debating on this internet lately. Do you think back when champs, back then champs can get beat nowadays? 
hold on, I'm not reading this right. <laughs> Everyone has been debating on this internet lately, but do you think back then, back then champs can beat nowadays champ like Usman versus GSP, Francis versus DC? Uh, my honest opinion, dude, is without without being biased because I've been watching the sport for so long. Of course, there might be some bias to like the old schoolers and stuff like that. But I definitely think like overall, like the game has evolved. Like guys are definitely better now than they were back then as a whole. But I do think that there's guys from, from yesteryear that could do very well today like and compete and possibly be champs like you know george st pierre for sure for sure like gsp could still you know if you have a time machine and you take prime gsp put him in today's landscape he's still gonna do really well he might even become champ um i'm trying to think but guys definitely back then were way more uh more one-dimensional like because i'm thinking of like the champs like matt hughes is like fairly one-dimensional you know, he was like 80% grappling or wrestling, maybe more than that. JDS, when he was a champ, JDS was primarily a striker. <clears throat> I mean, there's a bunch of guys from back in the day. Kane was pretty well-rounded. Kane for a heavyweight was pretty well-rounded. Um, if you go like way further back, like let's say like um, Boss Rutan, like way back. Boss was pretty well-rounded, you know? Um he got tapped out twice by Ken Shamrock and then like he, I think it was like two knee bars and then he vowed to like never get tapped out again. So he completely like um, improved his ground game. He never lost by submission again. So, uh, and Embossa's striking was like elite. So Boss was one of those guys that was like pretty well-rounded. Frank Shamrock, he had submissions. He trained kickboxing with Maurice Smith. Um, But it's weird. I'm not going to keep ranting. Some of the guys today, they're still uh, they're still kind of one dimensional when you think about it. You could single out some guys that are semi one dimensional, like like for example, Israel Adesanya. He's not really like super well rounded. I mean, he's developing decent takedown defense. He doesn't really have like a submission game like that. He got more of like a defensive submission game, um, submission defense. And um, he's like 95% striking. So you could argue and say Adesanya is kind of kind of one-dimensional. <clears throat> you know, Usman is kind of coming along, but, you know, it's not like he's some kind of striking aficionado also. So, but not to be long-winded to answer the question, I think some champs could probably compete with guys today but i think overall like for sure guys are better now like they have better training they have better um training methods you know um just everything is improved everything joker is going back to devin De uh joker says devin's a beast remember him fighting thor on five weeks notice absolute man man <clears throat> Keenan says we got to talk on the podcast again soon, bro. Yeah, man, it's been a while, dude. It's been a while. We got to do something. Um, it's fun talking MMA, man. Definitely with you. So, uh, we'll we'll set something up. Uh, I'm here, man. I'm here. I know you're around. Um, yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. It's just the timing, bro. Like, I hop on these like when I can. Like, I'm fairly busy and stuff like that, and um, that's what makes like collabs and stuff kind of difficult. So I kind of just get them in when I can. Usually, like I do videos and stuff uh, lives, like just squeeze them in when I can. Like I said, or I, or I edit late. So, <clears throat> Beacom says Keenan, Keenan KTV, love your channel. You and my boy Slammer Golds. <laughs> yeah, Keenan got a dope channel, man. Like, um. The editing, ridiculous. Like, super, super awesome videos. Definitely, definitely. That's why Keenan got the, you know, channel that he does. <clears throat> Beacom says, bro, I seen a comment on Insta that said, uh, Usman beats Whitaker. <laughs> Laugh my ass off. Rob will beat the brakes off of Usman. In my opinion, he beat Yoel, who's a better version of Usman. <laughs> besides cardio yeah dude i don't uh usman beating whitaker uh that's a little far-fetched to me um i'm not gonna give him like zero chance but i would say like man i i, I probably would pretty heavily favor whitaker like 70 30 70 30 i think whitaker whitaker 
might be Kamal's kryptonite. Like, Whitaker's a hell of a wrestler. He got great defensive wrestling. He's way more fluid striking than Kamal Usman. He's just, he's just a better striker. He got more, more tool standing. He moves better. He got better footwork. I think he's more explosive. I think he's faster. Um, Usman's not going to be able to bully him around and outpower him. Like, Whitaker's a strong dude. You know, um, going toe to toe with Yoel Romero is like no joke. You know, Whitaker, Whitaker did that twice. Arguably, he lost at least one of those fights in the eyes of like a lot of people. <clears throat> I think one of those fights, I think he lost as well. <clears throat> I don't remember if it was the second or the first one, but he got dropped like three times. And I was thinking, I'm like, man, I don't know how he won that fight when he got dropped like he got dropped like three times and it was like flopping all over the place. But but anyway, yeah, Whitaker versus Usman. Um, I definitely would pick Whitaker. Definitely pick Whitaker at, at uh, middleweight. <clears throat> but going back to the Devin Larratt comment. Damn, I totally like missed that comment because I diverted to something else. <clears throat> we got Brandon in the room. What's up, Brandon? Oh, yes, I found the comment. So, <coughs> Joker said, Devin's a beast. Remember him fighting Thorne five weeks notice? Laugh out loud. Absolute man, man. Yeah, dude. Hey, man. Like, Devin... You know, Devin got his ass beat. But Thor was training boxing for, like, what? Two years at that point? So, you know... Thor's footwork, footwork was looking good. Uh, his skills were like vastly improving. He got a decent freaking jab. You know, he's looking more and more like a boxer. Like Devin's just like a freaking arm wrestler. That's it. He's just an arm wrestler and, um, arm wrestler, but he does have a special forces background, Canadian special forces for like 20 years. So of course he has some hand to hand skill, but, you know, in the military, they teach you like basic combatives. There's nothing special. You know, I've had like discussions with guys, um, kind of like arguments, like with people, like, you know, people that like not really in the know, to be honest with you. Um, one guy I was going back and forth with one time, I used to work with this dude and he was trying to tell me that a special forces guy would beat a mixed martial artist in a straight up fight. I'm like, hell no. Like you are out of your mind. Like a semi-competent mixed martial artist versus like a Navy SEAL, same size. You're out of your mind. The MMA dude would murder a Navy SEAL in a straight up hand-to-hand fight. If you're if you're adding like a knife or like weapons, that's a completely different story because a mixed martial artist is not they're not trained in dealing with knives. You know what I mean? Like offensively, like <clears throat> or nor do they have the skill to defend against a knife defensively. That's just not their thing. But <clears throat> you know, it's like it, it's like putting it like this: like a Navy SEAL fight wise. And they're bad dudes. I'm not. I'm not shitting on Army Rangers or Special Forces dudes at all. They're bad mofo's. But it's like a, a a Navy SEAL is like a handyman versus let's say like a carpenter. Like they're both tasked to build a house. You know, like it's like a handyman versus a carpenter, and it's like a mixed martial artist that is like trained for quite some years and competent like that's all they do they just train how to fight hand to hand that's their thing so the conditioning also is is different but um yeah Devin has some training but I knew he was gonna get his ass beat in the boxing match I mean that was a given but truth be told like Props to Devin Larratt. He's a freaking madman took the fight on short notice he's a huge guy but Thor is like freaking humongous and um yeah, that was a win for Devin regardless, you know? He 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 actually won more fans in, in losing, you know? He won more fans. It was so cool seeing him train with TriStar, you know? <clears throat> it was like worlds collide because, like, I've been a fan of Devin Larratt since, like, maybe 2015, 2016. I really started getting into him. And on this other podcast, like I said, I actually, I interviewed him a couple of times. <clears throat> and I'll tell you that story. It was funny. This is way back before Devin had like a social media presence and um, I should post the interview, <clears throat> but I reached out to him, if I'm not mistaken, on, I think on Instagram, I think, and I dropped him my number or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And um, he calls me back 
you know, he calls me and I recognize his voice on the phone and I'm like, holy shit. Like, and it was freaking Devin Larratt. And, um, I guess he wanted to like feel me out, make sure I'm not some kind of lunatic or psychopath and coordinate things with me. And at the time he didn't have like a big social media presence like that. Um, this is like, I think before he was on ESPN arm wrestling shack or had any kind of coverage like that. And I managed to like snag a couple of interviews with him. It was super cool. Like he was like super nice and humble, um, very gracious with his time. And I felt bad because one of them, um, I think it was the first interview, like this is other arm wrestler called Travis Badgen. And he's kind of like a legend of the sport. <clears throat> and they were like, they were like at some event and I asked Devin, I said, Hey, you got any crazy stories? And he said, yeah, there was one where there was like a brawl, like at an arm wrestling event. And, um, he's telling this story and like, um, the, the, the interview, like I was recording it, obviously to upload it. And it just, it just crapped out. Like when the interview was over, like that portion of his story just completely crapped out. And I felt so freaking bad. <clears throat> and he was, he was like waiting, you know, um, for, 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 for his story to be aired, like what he was talking about. Cause it was super funny. I had to break it to him. I was like, it was like, yeah, sorry. Like that part crapped out like total amateur hour. I felt so bad, but this is how cool he was. He actually got, got back on with me, you know, anyway, rant, rant, boring. Uh, Natil says Barboza and Terry Edom was really bad. I don't remember that. Was that like the spinning wheel kick? Joker says kickboxers barely use head movement. Izzy is an exception, just high level high just a high guard with big gloves. Can't do that in France gloves. <clears throat> yeah, dude, that's actually a good point. Um, you know, they say like old habits um die hard, they're hard to break, you know. And with those big gloves, like they talk about it, like uh boxers, you know, you have the defense is different because you figure like your fist is not that much, you know, um uh, Four ounce gloves is not that much bigger than your fist, you know, and you have like a boxing glove is like so much more padding. So you could kind of put your arms up and cover up better. And with the small MMA gloves, you can't really like you can't really block like that because there's so much space, you know, um, to sneak shots in. So, yeah, it's an adjustment for some of those guys. Um, Izzy got great head movement, though. Definitely Izzy does. Nitsho says boss was an animal on the feet. He was. Joker says those boss palm strikes were scary, man. Dude, they were, bro. And it's like, um, Rogan's talked about this on a podcast. Like, if you take your own wrists and and you know, bend bend your wrist back, and you can see like just physics and just you know, geometry, physiology, like this is like a piston. You see, like your palm is like directly in line with your forearm, is like a javelin. So <laughs> if you hit someone with your freaking palm, like in their freaking nose or like in their eye socket or in their jaw, like, yeah, you're going to bust their shit or like knock them out. <clears throat> and, um, he was ridiculous with those palm strikes. It was crazy. Keenan says, drop a like for our brother boys. Thank you, Keenan, man. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you, man, for the support. Um, ever since, um, we communicated or like met online through like um youtube or whatever like you've been super super cool man super cool super humble helpful uh giving me advice and stuff like that i really appreciate it <clears throat> natil says you all look scary at 50 that's uh that's scary dude <laughs> you want, how old is Yoel Romero right now? Yoel is like, um, he's like, what, 40? Is he 44? Let me actually look that up. I think Yoel's like 44 years old. He's 45. Yoel Romero is 45 years old. Dude is jacked to all hell. Um, he hasn't slowed down like whatsoever. You know, still explosive, <clears throat> still powerful, still moving like that is absolutely insane. The dude is a Cuban, 
he's a Cuban genetic experiment. <laughs> like, like I'm sorry to say, there's no other way to explain it. Like, dude is a freak of nature. He, he definitely is. I don't know. Like, what do you guys feel about this? Do you think Yoel? And I'm not trying to slander Yoel's name. Do you think Yoel is kind of like using something, or do you think Yoel's like all natural? Like, he's just genetically gifted. Call me crazy. I think. I think people will laugh at this statement. I think the dude is natural. I think the dude is a genetic freak. I think he's all natural. You know, call me crazy. There's some guys like that that are just genetic freaks. Like, I've met them. You know, I've met, maybe not like Yoel Romero, but <clears throat> I met guys that don't have to, like, work out much and they're jacked and cut. <clears throat> they're not doing steroids. They just, they got abs, six-pack. They just got them genetics. <clears throat> Natil says, um, how would a monk do in the UFC? Uh, you know, I had a weird stance on this <clears throat> back in the day, like maybe when I was a little bit more ignorant, cause like my, my opinions on different martial arts have changed. Um, <clears throat> so when I was growing up, I did a little bit of like traditional martial arts. Um, it was like a combination of like karate and, um, jujitsu and judo <clears throat> and, you know, I started training uh, mixed martial arts like in my 20s. I forgot exactly how old I was, but I was like pretty young. <clears throat> and back in the day, like when I started, um, the consensus was the effective martial arts. And this is even in like MMA and like the UFC. This is what at that time period, like when I started training and like, <clears throat> like Matt Hughes was still, you know, wrecking shop and stuff like that right around this time. The general consensus was that boxing Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, and wrestling were the most effective arts. That was like the general consensus. <clears throat> Everything else was considered, eh, like foo-foo, like not, you know, wouldn't really work that well in a real fight, blah, blah, blah. And I got to admit that I kind of was ignorant in that sense. I was I was a little bit ignorant because like that that was the culture, like that was like, you know, what was being trained as well like even in like the the gyms that i trained at and stuff like that it was just like muay thai boxing um wrestling jujitsu and everything else like was kind of like a little bit made fun of and to be honest with you it was like a little bit of ignorance <clears throat> now i will say like a lot of techniques like it sounds disrespectful but like a lot of like a lot of Wing Chun wouldn't really work like an MMA or like in a street fight, but I'm not going to say like that there's techniques and stuff that are not effective because um, that'll be a lie. And, you know, we saw it like an MMA where like <clears throat> people used to make fun of, um, you know, uh, wheel kicks and and um, they will call them like Van Damme kicks, like Van Damme movie kicks. And we seen some crazy ass knockouts. We seen like people using hook kicks, spinning back kicks, obviously, uh, wheel kicks, all kinds of stuff, uh, question mark kicks. And, um, you know, guys like um, Leota Machida was like, kind of like a pioneer like the machida era i don't know if you guys remember that but leoto came in and leoto was like leoto's background is primarily karate and he came in with a like a wide stance very sideways and um you know his karate style adapted to mma was like very difficult for guys like he would have that blitz in style like kind of like point fighting and um the guy that actually cracked that puzzle was shogun shogun hua uh, Shogun, he gave Machida a lot of problems with like low kicks, you know, with his Muay Thai. And it's like so interesting, like different styles will cancel other styles out. But right now, like in modern MMA, like you see a lot of techniques that were deemed like ineffective back in the day. <clears throat> like, um, Zabit, Zabit's an animal. Zabit, Zabit is kind of like an unorthodox striker. He's, he uses like a lot of like traditional, martial arts techniques you know and his fighting style and is very effective but anyway super long-winded sorry um how would wing chun do like straight wing chun and mma like not well like not well you're not gonna take like a wing chun guy and like have him do well in like mixed martial arts like at a high level he's gonna have to learn wrestling and jujitsu um but he can apply some of those wing chun techniques mixed with um you know, proven skills and, and, and techniques and probably do well if you could incorporate them. But at that point, you, you know, you're like a mixed martial artist. You're no longer like 
a one-dimensional fighter if you mix in wrestling and, and um jiu-jitsu and stuff like that but i'm gonna shut up on this topic right now but i would say like it's imperative. I think it's imperative. And I think everybody knows this at this point. You gotta, you gotta know wrestling. You have to know wrestling. You have to know jujitsu. I, I think like you're screwed if you don't have Brazilian jujitsu or wrestling, you know, you could be like a competent, great striker, but if you get taken down and you have no grappling, you're, you're pretty much fucked, you know? <laughs> Uh, Joker says, you all has looked the same since he was wrestling in the Olympics 20 years ago. I can see him being natural. I think he is, man. I, I, I think he is. I really do. I think Yoel Romero is natural. <laughs> Call me crazy. But yeah, like those those um, wrestling days, um, I think it was collegiate, right? It was uh, the, No, Yoel wasn't collegiate. It was like international competitions. Yoel was a freestyle wrestler, right? Yeah, um, but but back in the day, um, in those international competitions, he had the same physique. Definitely. Nitzio says, remember what Machida did to Rashad? Yeah, bro, remember that? I remember Rashad um, grabbing his cup and stick, sticking his tongue out to Machida. And he, he literally said, um, he goes, you hit like a bitch. That, that's what he told him. That's what he was saying to Machida. And then like a second or two later, Machida just cracked him and knocked him out. That was insane. That was the birth of the, the Rashad face. The Rashad meme. <laughs> Keenan says, yeah, he's natural. Yeah, man, I think so, bro. I think so. <clears throat> Keenan says, Fidel Castro sent you all out here to the U.S. to break all the gringos. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> um. Natio says, even though he may not be natural, steroids don't make you do flips like he does. That's crazy genetics. <clears throat> yeah, dude, it's genetics and and obviously like skill and stuff like that. You know, just um, he's a freak of nature. The dude's a freak of nature. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Devin Haney versus George Cam. Camboza today who you got <clears throat> to be honest bro i'm not familiar with george Camboza like that um haney i'm i'm pretty familiar with i can't give like an honest opinion but um haney's like doing really good now right like he's like wrecking shop um i don't know man i honestly don't have a a, a truthful uh accurate opinion on that whatsoever i'm gonna tune in though Joker says, do you think Ngano could be natural? I got to be honest. Yes. I, I think Francis is freaking natural. That's another one. I think the dude is just a genetic freak. Uh, Natio says, Jones, Jones kind of cheated against Glover. Yeah. Are you referring to when um John got his... It wasn't like a wizard, kind of like he cranked his arm, like he trapped his arm like on the side of his body. And um, if I recall, it was either his shoulder or his elbow that he messed up. Excuse me, I got freaking um hiccups. But um, he he um, it kind of was like a wizard. He like cranked. I remember like Glover's arm is underneath John's armpit and he like he just hooked his arm and kind of like cranked it with his body and just completely like just fucked up his elbow or his shoulder. I think he needed surgery after that. And um some techniques, I don't know, I guess it's maybe it's like me being naive, but I know it's like a cage fight and stuff like that, but you know, it's not a street fight. I feel like there should be some kind of like honor, you know, in the cage on some level. Like certain techniques um I don't really care for, you know, um, what, what is it called? Um, is it the teep kicks? I know there's like teep kicks to the body and stuff like that, but, um, I think they call them teep kicks as well to the kneecaps. You know, I don't really care for them. And I've talked about it before, like, you know, um, on the, on the Rogan, like Joe's talked about this. Joe thinks that you should have 12 to six elbows, and you should keep those uh, front kicks to the kneecap. Like, it's not a big deal because you do, like, heel hooks and stuff like that. And heel, heel hooks could tear your knee up. <clears throat> but I've talked about this before. The way, like, I, you know, the way that I put it is, like, so, like, if you take, like, an egg, you know, and 
you squeeze an egg, you kind of have control of the point of when the egg cracks, you know, as opposed to like someone tells you, you know, break this egg by striking it, you know, it's, it's, it's way more difficult. You know, you don't have as much control cracking an egg by punching it as opposed to like grabbing the egg and kind of applying like gradual pressure until it cracks. So it's the same thing with a heel hook versus kicking somebody's kneecap. Like, yeah, I could catch somebody in a heel hook, but if you catch somebody in a heel hook, you can give them time to tap, you know, because you apply gradual pressure, you know, on their knee. And, um, you know, it's, I don't think it's as dangerous as straight up kicking somebody's kneecap. You know, what kind of control do you have over kicking somebody's fucking kneecap? Like if you kick their kneecap, you're going to just bust their shit and they could potentially, potentially be out for like six months more than that. You could like ruin somebody's career. So I understand like you got heel hooks and it's like, all right, you got something that could damage somebody's knee with a heel hook or a knee bar. But you're talking about a strike versus a gradually applied submission. And granted, some guys don't apply. They don't give guys a chance. It's a fight. Like Frank Mir. Frank Mir would just break your shit. Like Frank Mir is like, you know, tap or snap. You know, that's on you. It's not on me. That's Frank Mir's, te- uh, you know, his mentality with it. Fair enough. That's how he competes or he used to compete. But, you know, I just feel like there's a lot more control with a submission over like hurting somebody. But that's just my opinion. Oh, Joker, oblique kicks. Yeah, it's not teep kicks. Oblique kicks. Absolutely. That's it, man. Absolutely. Natil says, no friends in war. Kill or be killed. That's a fair point, bro. Like, um, you know, uh, it's just my opinion. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm right. You know, everybody has a different opinion on it. You're right. You're right. It's a cage fight, you know. <clears throat> um... Natil says, who got faster hands, Vitor or Michael Johnson? Um, I don't know. Probably, like, overall, like, I think Prime Vitor or, like, definitely TRT Vitor. TRT Vitor was a freaking, I'm not going to say freaking nature. He was a lab experiment. <laughs> that dude was, like, scary, but uh, Vitor in general, like, when he was younger, like, he always is known for, like, explosive hands, you know? If you if you go on YouTube and you, you check out the... The Vanderlei Silva versus Vitor Belfort fight, you know, he just exploded on Vanderlei. It was like a ten punch combo. That shit was insane. And you know, you know what else was like another super fast um, uh, display of striking? Um, Phil Baroni versus Dave Manet. Phil Baroni versus Dave Manet. Phil Baroni punched Dave Manet in his head probably like 20 times. Like, if you guys never seen it, it's an old school fight. Go to YouTube right now after this uh, live and uh, type in Phil Baroni KOs Dave Manet. Brutal. They show it on a lot of highlights. It was freaking crazy. Phil got him kind of like against the cage and had his head like a speed bag. It was just nuts. Hit him like with probably like 10, 10 unanswered punches. Anyway, guys, um, I'm going to hop off for now. How long are we on this live? Almost an hour. Usually I go about an hour, but um, thank you so much, guys, for hopping on. As usual, very humbling. You guys take the time out to, you know, shoot the shit with me and stuff like that and, uh, you know, chat it up. Uh, Keenan, my brother, thank you, man, for hopping in and um, we'll get up. Uh, Stay safe, guys. Stay blessed. And um, I'll catch you guys on the next one. All right. Take care, guys.